Let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful vase. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Esteli. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try. Nica Rustica Dove, from our house to yours. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Start running, bro. <laughs> continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and Crystal Lake Studios. Uh, while uh, as, we, as we got on the air, you all might have heard... Uh, Randy giving me some exercise advice, um, and I, I guess I do. should just—I t- guess I should just make take the time to make the announcement now that um, I'm trying out for the Avengers. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. Oh, yours is better than mine. <laughs> yeah, it was, and you screwed it up because you talked over my punchline. I'm so Damn sorry. It. I'm an idiot. Well, welcome to the show, Jordan. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show, Randy. How are you feeling today? Are you, oh, feeling, man, you feeling I good? Am, like you, you ran up and down. You did. You got your Forrest Gump going. Yeah, and, I'm uh, I'm on fire today. I'm all I, I'm all fired up. Like I was getting messages during like work meetings. Like, dang, Randy, go! Like, get him and uh, like, like stuff like that. You know, you know, you're you know you're like on fire on a day where your coworkers are texting you, go, Randy, get get him uh, during a, a business meeting with with your partners, like. Like I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I was on fire today, one way or the other. So, uh, so I think that's I think that's good. I think that's good. That's that's fantastic. Should we expect lawsuits or <laughs> you your lawsuits? No. Why do you always assume I'm going to get sued? People <laughs> love my my off centered energy and 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 humor. All right. Oh, new t-shirt. Off centered off centered energy, off <laughs> energy is, is a beautiful way to put it, Randy. It's great to have you back on the show. Uh, boys, oh, what's going yeah. on in uh, in Colorado? <laughs> Colorado is finally uh, heating up a little bit. Uh, we've been probably the worst spring of all time. It's just rain and rain and rain until about two days ago. So we're excited that there's some warm weather. I had some mojitos the other day on Father's Day. And uh, Matt is about ready to pour us some of tonight's drink, which we're excited about. Oh. We'll talk about shortly. <laughs> Maybe she's on his phone. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're pumped up <laughs> to hear what you guys have to say about this. This is going to be a fun show. 
Yeah, can I you, just say that yeah, Matt over to couldn't him and have? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't have looked more like caught. Uh, uh, like that was totally like oh, a shoot. hand in the cookie jar face. It's like, oh that shit. Was <laughs> Love it. So get to it. Uh, all right. There's, there's, some, there's, some, there's some jokes in there too. We'll leave those alone. Uh, Randy, we are, are back. About this? this is, yeah, talking about shaking the cocktail. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what's, what's going on. I know that uh, the Cigar Dojo just tagged me or mentioned me in their story, so that's that's pretty cool. It makes me feel good. Uh, mm-hmm. We are back, Randy. We're talking about uh, cigar Ooh. trends. This is season six, uh, segment three. Yep. And this is the third episode. And yep. we are talking about, I'm going to let you explain the topic for oh. uh, today's show, but I'm very excited. And I believe, Randy, we're both smoking the same thing. We are. We are. So we, we talked about this. So, so let's get in, in, into the, the layout here. So again, as we're covering um, uh, cigar trends, I thought it'd be a, a fun one because um, because I, I think as we talked through this, there, there was even some um, misunderstandings on my part. There were some cigars that I believed to be a thing that weren't a thing. And so, like, you know, as I, as I like to tell people, you know, paying attention matters. Um, it does. But, uh, <clears throat> does but, but, but I feel like it's a trend. You know, we've been really ever since I got into cigars, you know, it was uh, a big conversation of just like a not your father's Connecticut. Um, and. And, you know, we've just seen Connecticut change so drastically over some period of time, so much so that, like, it's actually become the new norm. Uh, it feels like sometimes to, if any new con- Connecticut comes out, like everyone says, oh, it's not your, your father's Connecticut as a reference point to the, the, in the you know, way back machine. And Eric, I'm sure, can tell us what, what, what year that we're really referencing here. Um, that, 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 they, that they used to be um, so much more mild than, than they are. And, and at some point, someone recognized that you can make uh, a Connecticut that has some of those Connecticut characteristics that we'll talk about as we get into the show, but have it be a little bit punchier, have it be a little bit more full flavored. And so uh, one, of the, one of the like most obvious ways to uh, deliver on that promise, in my opinion, is uh, the trend of using a Maduro binder under a Connecticut shade wrapper. And so uh, we'll, we'll go through and we'll talk a little bit about everyone. I'm sure I'll have um, some hypothesis about um, what, it, what it truly does, what the difference between, you know, blending to a style is versus like what those uh, specific uh, leaves of tobacco do. I always like to reference, um, you know, Jordan's closed minded uh, point of view in life that like everything's very <laughs> linear and, uh, and and formulaic. And he doesn't really allow for for any like nuanced like fandangle the hyperbole that I like to uh, buy into myself. Um, so so yeah, Maduro binders <laughs> Maduro binders with uh, with Connecticut shade wrappers. And we are smoking the same thing as as we typically do with, with themes. You know, we we did talk about for this segment that because it was more of a. Uh, it, it wasn't a cigar-specific theme, even though this is our cigar theme, that we could smoke other things. I thought, you know, especially because of what you chose to drink, I thought it'd be fun that we, if uh, for uh, our head-to-head tonight, that we actually smoke the same thing and then drink two very different uh, beverages and then get allow people to vote on w- which they b- believe was a better pair. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, glad that we're smoking the same thing. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, if you're watching us live on Facebook, 
Hello, thank you for joining. Uh, go ahead and hit that share button, share the show in your feed. Uh, if you're watching us on the YouTubes, hello to you as well. Thank you for joining. Go ahead, like the video, subscribe, uh, hit that uh, little bell button, do all that nonsense. You're listening on podcasts. Hello, you can't see the wave, but we appreciate you too. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star review. It really helps. Helps people find the show. Helps it grow so we can continue to do this. Uh, Randy, we are both smoking the uh, brulee from uh, Sobre Mesa. Uh, well, the Sobre Mesa brulee from our, our good friends at uh, Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, uh, Mr. Steve Saka. Uh, we're smoking the OG, uh, just the, the regular brulee, not the blue uh, are there others? There's fancy others, right? There's like a brulee. Oh, a green one's coming. There's, there's a green one's coming. There's like raspberry and grape, and uh, there's a whole bunch of, uh, of different flavors. But we're smoking. Boy, we're sticking boy, with boy, the... S- Steve's going to break your legs for saying there's a raspberry and grape. <laughs> no, those are two separate ones, separate releases. A raspberry uh, is one and grape uh, is the other. Uh, raspberry uh, and grape uh, do not uh, go well together. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, we're smoking the, uh, the original... Um, fantastic cigar. I think I uh, reviewed this uh, a while ago. Uh, and actually, I think I should, you know, maybe come out of retirement and do a Redux review because I think I gave this like an 86, something like you that, 85, 86. 86. It was a, a, a score on the lower end because I wasn't, you know, too thrilled with the cigar when it first came out. Uh, I, you know, there's I all that talk about that uh, review. <clears throat> that review, you never read it? Thank you. That's fine. All right, I mean, I, uh, I read it, but I, I, I did it like, like I stated that I was against reading it. As I read you it, did. So. You did. You glanced at it. You, <laughs> give it a, you give it a once over. I give it a once over. Um, but uh, since then, the cigar really has grown on me. Um, and I do find myself uh, reaching for this quite a bit. We've had it on the show a couple of times. I think it's been a while since uh, either of us have smoked it. Uh, so uh, we're definitely uh, going back into uh, back into the way back machine of two years ago, or however long ago it was that this, this song, this cigar came out. Uh, you say way back machine, I start thinking about music. I don't know why. Uh, that's just where my head goes. Uh, but, uh, so okay, so we're both smoking that. I am drinking, Randy. <clears throat> I was wrong on that review, Eric, and I think that's why I should. Oh, I wasn't wrong at the time. That was my opinion. <laughs> uh, my opinion has changed since then. Um, but uh, I'll tell everybody what I'm pairing with. I got a little cheeky, Randy. I got a little cheeky yeah. with this pairing going with the, um, the oh, oh, hold on. Hold, hold, please. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that focus. And the Dojo Rocks glass going with the white Russian. Um, so we have the cream over the top of the coffee liqueur. So it's the the cream over the dark. You see what I'm getting at here, Randy? Mm, where it's the genius. You know, wrapper over binder. A little cheeky. Uh, and actually, I, I think I said this during my live on Monday that not a fan of this uh, particular cocktail. I'm not really a fan of any cocktail that has cream in it really at all. It's just not uh, not a big part of what I'm about. But uh, this is actually really damn good. I don't know if I've ever even had one of these before, a white Russian. It's possible that I've never had one. Uh, and if it, if it was, it was a long time ago. Good 10 years. Uh, so uh, revisiting this, it's Robbie, quite delicious. Robbie, can, you, can you hold up your white Russian, please? It's like an orange hue to it. i got to say, that does not look like a white Russian to me. I don't know what it is. Is Maybe it's the, just the lighting did, that you got in did there. You, did you use like sour milk or <laughs> no? It's buttermilk. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy. Heavy cream. All right. All right. And uh, I used the. Are you sure it it's does, not supposed it, to be half and half? <laughs> it's all right. What's what's the difference? Maybe maybe it's just one the, is twice as thick. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a difference. But, <clears> but heavy cream. Well, heavy cream's a problem. Well, 
the the recipe yeah, that be, I, I, I did called for heavy cream. Uh, it's funny. It yeah. does look it looks kind of yellowish in yeah. yellowish in the screen. Orange Maybe it's your kind shirt of, but, and the light. But in real life, in real life, it looks more tan. Okay. But it's quite delicious. I don't know. We're, so, we're, we're if, approaching on if, like when Randy made that. Uh, whiskey no, sour a couple weeks no, ago. no, 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 I at least used the correct, uh, the correct stuff. <laughs> but if, if I, if I start vomiting, vomiting, uh, uncontrollably during the middle of the show, you will know okay. why. Randy, uh, what wow. is it that, uh, that you're now, now, today? now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, so, uh, as I said, you know, when we, when Robbie and I talked about, uh, smoking the same cigar, I wanted to do something very juxtaposed to his beverage, but I also, um, Thought it'd be fun to have a little bit of a tie-in as well. So um, I, it's not the other end of the, uh, I guess it's the end of the same spectrum. So I went with uh, a new cocktail I've never made before. This is a coffee old-fashioned. Ooh. Yeah, doggy. Uh, so uh, I got this recipe from uh, The Spruce Eats. Uh, this calls for one and a half ounces of a bourbon whiskey. I went with Peerless Bourbon. Uh, it nice. calls for half an ounce of dark uh, uh, coffee liqueur, which I used um, the locally sourced St. George's uh, coffee liqueur. Uh, it calls for an optional one and a half ounces of water. I went ahead and went with a half an ounce of water at, at the end. Uh, I figure, you know, I always put a teaspoon of, of water in my old fashioned, so why not? Uh, one ounce of chilled espresso, freshly made. A quarter ounce of simple syrup, two dashes of orange bitters, and then a couple whole coffee beans as a garnish. And um, yeah, so so again, I wanted to do something that that uh, was really like in line with what what you chose to do, Robbie, while still some doing something like dr also drastically different at the same time. But I, but I really like the idea of. Uh, the coffee tie-in, you know, as as we get into you know talking about what the Maduro and uh, and shade binder wrapper combo, um, what we believe it brings to to the equation. Uh, I'll, I'll get a little bit more into like w where I was trying to go with it, but uh, but but we can do that after hearing about uh, what they're drinking in Colorado. All right, boys. Uh, we decided since this is like the wrap, so you would think of like the Connecticut shade wrapper and the maduro binder is kind of an unconventional pairing that just works really well so we decided to go with kind of an unconventional drink pairing and so we did a old school uh daiquiri and like a lot of most people think of a daiquiri as something you get on the beach and it's just like whipped up it's almost like a slushy or something like that mm. but the daiquiri itself is a, a super old drink and it is a regular style cocktail super simple jordan um what's the recipe on this guy tell folks what we're drinking because it's super good this one was uh two parts extra dry uh white rum from we did a florida kanye four year um it was one part lime and a half part uh simple syrup shaken strained so, super simple super simple drink uh hey matt can you hand me that florida kanye real quick i want to show you guys this florida kanye um, because this is one that you don't often see, um, that yeah, often I don't remember seeing a, a white with an age statement. Yeah. It's extra. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's what extra I keep dry. in my bar. Yeah. Um, this is what you keep in your bar. I Oops. think so. It looks the same as, there we go. Oh, actually no, that, that little cream. Never yeah. mind. It's, no, they no, only no. have two white, um, they only have two white rums. One is you would know it. It's like a totally different bottle. It's 
this is like their white rum, basically. Yeah, I had to. We had to yeah, kind of seek it out a little bit. Uh, Robbie, Randy, we got it at. Uh, we did find it at uh, Total Wine. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's you know it's so so funny. Like you think of a daiquiri, you don't think of it as like this. And I got turned on to the daiquiris at this um, little bar in uh, Caliocho that Jack took us to when we were down there uh, with hanging out with the Drew Estate guys, and they made this old school daiquiri and. I've been kind of hooked on it ever since. It's such it's such a good drink, and it's kind of a shame that a daiquiri hit nowadays is thought of as what you normally think of, you know, the slushy, you know, beach drink or whatever, which is good too. Like, there's nothing wrong with a daiquiri. I'm just saying, this doesn't taste at all anything like that. Um, so we'll see how it pairs with um, our cigars, which is the uh, Dojo's Espinosa Diet Sarsaparilla. And um, I do have a little story to tell about this. If you guys you want me to tell it real quick, please. No. Sure. Um, <laughs> I'll just I'll just tell the story real quick. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time. But the, the the interesting thing about this whole Connecticut over Maduro binder is me and Jordan were sitting with Dan Welsh of Tatawahi. Do you remember this, Jordan? We were at, yeah, we, were at we were at like a Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest pre party away like several years ago, and we were sitting with him, and he was saying. He's like, we have this new Tatawai, we have this new cigar coming out, da-da-da. He's like, you know, like, uh, we were super inspired by some of the older, you know, Macanudo and Davidoff stuff that had a Connecticut wrapper with the Maduro binder. And so we wanted to do something similar to that, which turned out to be the Negotiant, right? And that inspired us to do the Diet Sarsaparilla. So, like, they were inspired by a, a style, which is this Connecticut over Maduro. And we love that cigar so much that uh, the Tatawahe version inspired us to do this particular cigar as well because it's just such a great binder wrapper combination. So it's cool how like, you know, yeah, we're standing on the shoulders of a bunch of other blenders, but it does. It still works. This this blend really works. And there's a lot of really good cigars. It seems like almost every cigar that has this combination, guys. I particularly, I personally like it. So anyways, that's the story of the Diet Sarsaparilla and why it, it, it came to be the way it is. Well, that cool that's story. great. And I'm, I'm glad you shared that earlier because uh, I, I would like to come back to you as, as someone that's actually worked on a project because um, I have some thoughts uh, that we'll get into here a little bit on uh, the, the way these are developed. And so you can kind of uh, share some of your experience in, in learning a little bit about how that blend um was blended and, 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 and what the focus was uh, of the project. So we'll, we'll get back to that. <clears throat> yeah, it was one thing, Randy, while I was doing some research for this particular episode, um, the negotiant was the cigar that I actually wanted to smoke. Um, not that uh, there's anything wrong with Sober Mesa, but I really like that particular cigar from Tatuaje, and you know how I feel about Tatuaje. We don't need to go down that road. But I was looking for one in my humidor, and also, Randy, you know how, I, uh, how well I keep track of my cigars i mean i've got spreadsheets yeah. uh, everything's right. alphabetized right. color coded right. uh it's right. not i mean in no way is it just shoved in there and haphazardly and uh looking like a hoarder uh type um that's exactly what it looks like I, it looks like i'm a cigar <laughs> hoarder and, and there's like you can't walk through the aisles there's newspaper wrappings and everything in there um so i have no idea if i've got one of those negotiants or not probably not uh but uh, while i was doing some digging I, I i came across the sober mesa so that was like okay i'll go with that one <clears throat> um but the more that i looked and eric you commented on it like the all almost all those classic connecticut's the classic old school 
your grandfather's Connecticut's had Maduro binders. I had never, I had no idea, or if I did know that, I had forgotten it. I'm muted. The, like a lot of those Macanudos, Macanudo yeah. Gold mm -hmm. Label, they they do the same thing. And and that, yeah, it's and weird I, because that <clears throat> Robbie, it's it isn't like something that they. Um, used to promote the cigar, just something that they did right. to make the cigar good. Nowadays, every you know the the premium cigar guys, the the Randys of the world, the Robbies of the world, us guys, we we get so into it, and then we're like, oh, like the, the, here's this thing, it's it's so good, and these new cigars are doing it, and the brulee and this and that. But yeah, it's a, it's an old thing, but it's kind of like pretty much everything else in this in this four uh, part series that's it's old but it's new again. I guess what you could it's, say was it is new is a lot of those cigars were often made with Dominican fillers. Now Nicaragua is usually the core, and they oftentimes boost right. it up a bit. Yeah, and and the new thing too is is the consumer. I mean, you know, back when those cigars first came out, um, I don't know that people were really clamoring to find out what the right. wrapper binder filler combination no. was. They were just, oh, cool, there's a cigar, I'm going to smoke it. Uh, and maybe that's simplifying it a little bit too much, but uh, I think as um, it's funny as palates change and as consumer habits change, um, Randy, you've seen this in the beer industry. This kind of goes hand in hand with what we were talking about, you know, during the beer segments. We always kind of come back to, uh, you know, to, to some of the norms, to some of the, the standards, if you will. Um, Hell, you even see it in music when, you know, you in the 90s and everybody's sampling all the stuff from the 60s and the 70s to make new songs out of songs that already existed. Um, we we our, our taste kind of it's kind of a secular thing. Uh, I just thought that was interesting when I started doing that research. And there's some newer cigars in the market, obviously, uh, that uh, are using this this combination as well. Um, but uh, that was one thing that stood out to me. And I'm glad that uh, that Eric pointed it out. But uh, and, and it's funny, we're all kind of drinking old school drinks, too. Like, like, I mean, like the, did Randy, That's did we true. do a daiquiri episode? I feel like we did a daiquiri episode. I know we've touched on daiquiri. Like, I know daiquiri's come up at the very I was going to look it up, I think, but I, think I don't we remember did, if we like, did a, a variation of a daiquiri. And maybe, yeah. uh, like, in, in that episode, we talked about, like, the base daiquiri as this, like, one of the classic original cocktails. Um, right. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I, I think we didn't do, like, just a straight daiquiri. I think we did some, like, foofy variant. Um, but, but then, like, like drew it back to, like, you know, so many. And, and it, it's fun, you know. That's it, a big thing for me, you know. If, for anyone that's followed along with the show, and obviously you guys know this about me, you know, I wasn't a cocktail drinker when we started the show. You know, I was, uh, you know, I spent a good chunk of my life very passionate and dedicated to wine um as there was a good chunk of my career i was i was kind of veering in that direction and uh then i came back full circle to, to beer and i've just been all beer all the time and so i've learned a ton about cocktails in general um uh doing this show and and it's now cocktails are a huge part of my like regular um you know uh socializing and and uh you know my daily fix uh <laughs> if, if you will but uh but it, but it is fun you know when, when you look at cocktails and as, as we because you know for us it's so much more than just looking up a recipe and, and whipping up a cocktail you know we look up the history of it where the the origin of it and and variations of it um how often you know where i'm kind of studying up on on a, on a cocktail and you you find how that there's this array of cocktails that are like fairly widely well known that all have this origin of just like 
Well, these are all variations of one of these core original cocktails. Uh, and, and I feel daiquiri is, is definitely one of those ones that like you build on that as a base with a couple other ingredients and it becomes a whole new drink. It's no longer like a, a daiquiri variant. It's just a new cocktail, but like at its core, it originated from that base of, of, of just like four or five cocktails that, that like, you know, I'd love to see the spider uh, graph or, or the tree, if you will, <laughs> of like all the different cocktails that like come from those like four to five original uh, old school, uh, you know, ones. I, I, feel I like, like to think nowadays... of those as like mafia hit lists, Randy, where you got like the, the picture <laughs> yeah, of like the, the Don here, <laughs> and then you got like the made the made guys, and then you know, right, it breaks right. down. So you got like the Don uh, of you know this and that. I, that. I think that would be kind of fun to do a to do the to the breakdown like that. Jordan, I, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Well, I, well, I'm going to switch what I was going to say. But um, so I've 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 documented every episode we've ever done. And uh, pulling up the schedule, the only time somebody's done a daiquiri, unless me and my dad did, because I don't, I don't document that part. But you guys, uh, was Randy? We are in, we were in the uh, shade grown segment mm. of, I think it's season four. Uh, Randy did a just regular old daiquiri with an Opus X, versus, uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, versus Robbie did a mint julep Opus X. Uh, Robbie did win that one. So, uh, but that's the only time we've done a daiquiri on the show. We've never done like that's a focused true. segment or anything. Hmm. I think it's it's been like Randy said. We've got uh, sheets and sheets and um, binders of different uh, ideas, and I, I think it's one yeah. of those ones that has yet to come to fruition. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's on one of those lists. But uh, yeah, I think everybody thinks of. We spent a lot of time on the daiquiri in this episode, but I think everybody thinks the daiquiri is you know something you whip up in the blender and um, right in a way right, it's right. kind of like, like a margarita that way. If you right, go with a, right. kind of a standard classic margarita it's not anything like you're going to get uh you know out of a slushy machine so um anyway yeah, yeah interesting I'll, cocktails. I'll be honest that, and, that's one of the things i've learned on this show is like so many drinks that i literally thought were designed to be blended drinks it's like oh no that's just the like the, the puerto vallarta version <laughs> yeah. of uh, of the real cocktail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's amazing true. uh so i'm looking and just I, I didn't actually go into the recipe of the white russian that i'm drinking uh, it's a very simple recipe. It's two. Uh, it was, and I say it's a very simple recipe. Now I can't remember what it was. Two ounces of vodka, <clears throat> one ounce of coffee liqueur. I used mm. the um, uh, Florida Ooh. Cana uh, coffee liqueur that I have. Nice. Um, and it's the one. The recipe that I did called for a splash of uh, heavy cream, but all these other ones say one ounce, one and a half ounces. So I think that's why mine looks not quite white enough is because I didn't mm. put mm. that much cream in there. So the good news is right. we're right down to the, to the bottom here. You're going to make another can, one. Um, I, you know, as soon as someone has a memory of anything, I will uh, run in and make a new one. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you should say that because it kind of reminds me. Of what? what? Here we go, Dojo! Another segment of Season 6 is off and running with your favorite cigar pairing show, Flavor Odyssey. Not only are we here to help create a journey of flavor experiences and help you find out more about your own personal preferences, we also want to keep you up to date with the newest and coolest trends going on today. Whether it's the hottest new beer style, the best cigars, we smoked last year, 
or the biggest trends in the cigar world, Flavor Odyssey has got you covered. That being said, I would be remiss if I were not to mention our sponsors. None of this would be possible without Drew Estate Cigars. We are both proud and honored to have Drew Estate as a partner on this Odyssey. Drew Estate has 99 problems, but the H99 ain't one. This delicious beauty was named number one cigar of the year for Cigar Dojo and is just one of many of the amazing selections coming from La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a retailer near you. One of the pound for pound top level Drew Estate retailers in all the land is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. The one, the only, Smokin! You will never have a bad experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff with over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at Smokin.com. Wow. Oh, look at there he is. That Ooh, was, I was going to say, did that give him enough time? And he just slides into that, the seat. That was a great read. You know what was great read? What was great about that, Randy? Was a little better. Thank you. The fact that. Oh, look at that. Oh, I like it's not fully mixed in yet. Yeah, just I like that. It just kind of do its own thing. That's been Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, Randy, this Diet Sarsaparilla was a smoke in exclusive for last year, not this past year, but last year's. The Great Smoke. It was one the of people the people demand yeah. more, don't they? Well, we'll see. Who, who knows? We'll see. I can't. I can't smoke enough of these, Randy. So thank no, you for I, uh, for doing no, that I, read. It was great. I, well, thank you, sir. I you know I I love that. I loved uh, you know it was one of the first cigars I mentioned when when Robbie and I were talking about this segment. I said, well, you know, because because you guys were were super hyped on it, and it was a fun story. You know, you gave an abbreviated version here for our audience you know when we're all poolside in vegas at 2 30 a.m that's that story is like a 15 minute uh <laughs> you know uh i, I love story is 15 minutes there's, there's a lot of yeah. back and forth I, between me and hector hector didn't want to do the San yeah, Andreas. yeah he said no 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 i said you've got to put a San Andreas binder on that thing <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah no, I, 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 lo I love those origin stories. But um, so so let, let me get into this because there, there's a few things I really wanted to say, Robbie, like, yeah. as, as, as we planned this segment. Um, you, you know, we, we talk all the time about, um, you know, one of the biggest things that, that, that like I feel like a lot of the people probably in our audience understands this is a commonly said thing. But like I, I think for your like layman cigar smoker, it, it, it's maybe a little bit of a tough concept to, to get around when you talk about uh, the rapper. And and I, I like to tease Jordan, and I'd love to ha have Jordan kind of give his uh, synopsis. He did this article one time where, where he basically, uh, not yet, Jordan, relax. Uh, no, uh, Jordan basically talked about the weight of every leaf and, and the percentage of flavor um, contribution that any one given leaf um is going to contribute. And I, 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 I like to mix it up with Jordan when, when, when we're all hanging out. I, I like to be kind of, uh, I like to create more conversation around things because I think um, it, it, we oversimplify things sometimes. So often it's, it's said that if, uh, 
a Maduro wrapper, for instance, is put on a cigar or even a Connecticut wrapper is put on the cigar. We think so much about the, the flavor contributions uh, to, to that uh, experience that come from the wrapper. And, and so when we talk about a, a Connecticut shade wrapper, we talk about the creaminess. And, and there's so much... Um, there's so much psychology of, of that visual indication that, that like you, we, you've all heard about the placebo. You, you hear someone say, oh, I'm picking up this characteristic and immediately you also pick up that characteristic. Our minds are so susceptible to the, these influences and, and sight is one of the most uh, influential uh, 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 senses that, that we have. When we see something light in color, we believe our mind immediately starts building what that flavor is going to be like before we've even like brought it to our nose or, or, or to our mouth. And so, um, so I find this type of, of, of uh, blending uh, very interesting because when you look at this cigar, you, you think of creaminess, you think of, of more softer, more subtle characteristics. When you think, you know, I, I do this all the time. I, I tell people, you know, when you drink a Belgian ale, you actually, the site is going to tell you everything. Uh, Belgian ale is always going to be, be spicy. If you're looking at a Belgian blonde, those spices are going to be of lighter spices. They're going to be white pepper. They're going to be cardamom. They're, they're going to be uh, on the lighter end of the spectrum where if you're looking at, at a dark colored Belgian ale, you're, you're going to be picking up clove and black pepper and, and, and heavier spice characteristics. And so, uh, I, you know, I, I apply that kind of sensory um, influence uh, to the experience of one of these cigars. And like, um, I, I find it really interesting. One of the things, and we can get to it after, after you kind of speak to this, Robbie. Um, but I want, I want to hear uh, 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 Eric's, thoughts on how their cigar was put together in the diet sarsaparilla because i think of this as a cigar that was built and blended towards the connecticut rather than the maduro because we talk about maduro and people say oh but of course the wrapper makes a huge difference because of how much espresso i'm getting and how much chocolate i'm getting but then you talk to a blender and they'll tell you well that that has a lot to do with the filler as well. I put other leaves in the filler that would influence those characteristics and 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 emphasize more towards that wrapper. What we know about the wrapper for sure is it's it's the most expensive leaf used in the blend. It's usually the highest quality uh, leaf. And so where I disagree with uh, Jordan that it has no opportunity to contribute more than its simple weight as one of say seven leaves in the in the liga um, is is that. I believe that if you're using a higher quality leaf from higher priming, that it, it could be uh, a more flavorful leaf than some of the lower priming leaves that are that are making up the filler. And so uh, it, it absolutely, in my opinion, should have a, a larger flavor uh, contribution than just it's, you know, simply divide how many leaves are in this, in this, uh, in this blend. And, you know, it accounts for one seventh of the flavor profile, j just based on where it's, where it's picked from and, and what the sorting and quality of, of the wrapper leaf ends up being. And so I, I believe that these are more uh, blended to be more like a Connecticut. And then you put in the one binder leaf that adds, that that's where the complexity comes from. So it smokes, in my opinion, the brulee is is a is a, a lighter. Um, it, it it tends to be like a, a more mild 
cigar that allows for a lot of creaminess driven by not only the wrapper but the, probably the rest of the blend and then that one uh san andreas negra adds adds the the chocolatey component adds the sweetness um, um to it to um, be more the nuanced characteristic if you will where everything else is kind of driven towards um, emphasizing that creaminess, but then is, as Jordan said, obviously some Nicaraguan, you know, makes this a little bit spicier maybe than, than your, your father's, uh, Connecticut. But so those were, those are some of the things that I ponder about, uh, how these are built. Very well done. Now wow. I'll, I'll say, I'll just, can I comment real quick? Um, I would say that, so, so here's the thing, Robbie, uh, you've seen like for, you've been in this industry as long as I've been and everybody always tries to uh, make a candela that tastes good. So they'll they'll do they'll add a Maduro binder. They'll do this. They'll do that. And they're just trying to like get out that. They're trying to tamp down that grassy flavor. They're really just trying to get away from everything that's bad about candela. But in this case, with the Connecticut and the Maduro, that isn't the case at all. It's different. In this case, the two actually are a good combination together. You have this slight grassy creamy note of the Connecticut with the chocolatey um, note the sweetness of the binder so the binder and the and the wrapper in this case work together we're not trying to like ruin the Connecticut or change the Connecticut like you might do with a candela where you're just trying to like hey if we can just tamp down all the flavors of the candela as much as we possibly can to make it taste not like a candela then it's gonna be a good cigar in this case you're saying no these two flavors just happen to be good together. It's making a, a better cigar as in total. And so that's where I would say the big difference is. So th these are actually blended to be complementary to one another. Yeah, I, I uh, agree with uh, everything, just about everything that you guys have said. Um, the I won't say that all of these kind of newfangled Connecticut's uh, over the last handful of years have been blended uh, in such a manner, uh, some are, you know, just trying to make a strong Connecticut and therefore overrunning mm. all things that make a Connecticut a Connecticut. Uh, but, uh, the cigars that I think that use this particular binder, Grady, I totally agree with you. I mean, these are blended to be Connecticut cigars. They're, they're blended to highlight the, the positives of a Connecticut shade right, wrapper, right. that creamy texture, um, that creamy flavor, uh, a little bit of, uh, like you were saying, grassy or hay notes, um, <clears throat> I always get a little bit of, uh, kind of a nougaty sweetness off of these mm. as well. Um, so, but, but that, again, that's going to come some of that, that earthy sweet is coming from, you know, some of the other components of the scar. Uh, and we'll talk about the, um, the brulee specifically. And again, since I figured out how to get this focus to work, uh, oh, as I say that it doesn't work. One of the best bands it's, out there. Yeah, that's yeah, very, very, very solid. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was uh, obviously this was blended to highlight. Um, I almost feel like Steve. I don't know if he's ever said this or would admit to it, but I feel like he was he was kind of blending this to prove that he could do it and yes, and yes. make it a cigar that 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 cigar, that smokers that like his cigars would enjoy. Yep. So it's. I mean, of course, that's your goal, right? But I, I think with Steve, it's maybe a little bit different, just because of you know his reputation in the industry is you know built is, was blending these heavier cigars, um, and this was how long had Dunbarton been around when when the brulee came out? Three or four years? 
Yeah, a couple. Probably oh, three yeah. years. So, yeah, so something like that. Be, so it was, it's, it was two or three. Yeah, it, it released still, on my first uh, IPCPR, so 2019. Oh, okay. So so four years. Yeah, but still relatively early on in, in the growth of the company. Um, and obviously it's taken off because, like you said, there's the blue and pink and fuchsia and all these different ones now. Stop. Um, <laughs> Stop actually, no, it. there's just, it's just blue, right? There's just blue is and green. Blue, green is coming I, up. Wakashi. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the right. dojo version. Who's uh, making but, that uh, Stop it. Randy, I want to, <laughs> I want to just real quick comment on one of your earlier comments in, in your, in what you were saying is a lot of times, Randy, the binder is literally there just strictly for combustion. construction and combustion. And so it, it's a lot of times they'll pick an Indonesian binder, which does not add almost anything to the flavor whatsoever. It's literally there for the combustion and construction of the cigar. That's something that, that blenders do, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. This is a different case. What we're smoking tonight, and uh, I'll, I'll say some of these real quick. We have the brulee that you guys are smoking. We've already talked about the Tatawahe Negotiant. We've talked about the Diet Sarsaparilla. There's the Brickhouse Double Connecticut, which uses this. There's the Macanudo Gold Label. There's the High Clare Castle Edwardian. And there's the Henry Clay Warhawk. And I will say... Oh, yeah. Every single one of those is good. Like this is yeah. a good combination, which yeah. tells me that the binder isn't just there only for construction and combustion. It's also there to add flavor to the cigar and, and the overall blend of the cigar. And it's not like all those are San Andreas either. Like a few of those are broadleaf. You got a lot of San Andreas, and then uh, th I, I don't know if I don't know about the. The war, the Henry Clay or not, but um, the Edwardian is a Matafina binder. So we got like basically all the major Maduro types going covered. On yeah, but that's an interesting well, point, Randy, that you were bringing up. Yeah. Well, well, and and it, it, I'm glad you you mentioned. <laughs> pardon me, uh, that you mentioned the uh, the varietals because to your point, all these like newer uh, cigars, and again, you know, we're, we're, we're covering trends. And so, uh, a lot of the cigars that you just mentioned have come out in the last five years. Right. And, um, and I wonder uh, very much what was the Maduro binder when you guys talk about like how in the way back machine, this, this was kind of a, a, a more commonly, uh, used process, even though it wasn't marketed, were they those, high-end, you know, highly sought-after uh, varietals of Maduro, or were there other Maduros that were a little bit more neutral in flavor um, where they clearly added something, but maybe not to the level of what we're seeing in the newer versions today? Yeah, because I, 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 I think yeah, you, can, you can take uh, any one of these, even though these are sought-after varietals, you can still take one of them that's a lower priming that's geared right. for combustion, um, you can still have the binder be completely geared for combustion, even if it's not Indonesian. You can still do it right. with Broadleaf or San Andreas or Modafina as well. Point. Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, well, I mean, we're speculating because we don't really know. But, I mean, some of those more classic blends, I don't think it was really done as a, it definitely wasn't done as a selling tool, as you said, because were, like, right. nobody really cared about that kind of stuff. Right, like right. Um, but, so, I mean, my guess is it was a bit more of a means to an end there. Of uh, hey, it's this isn't gonna make the cigar much more expensive. Um, exactly, yeah. It it, it it works combustion wise, and maybe if it adds a little bit of flavor, that's just gravy. But I, that's just conjecture. 
Yeah, that that was kind of my my assumption is that they were lower primings, you know, as we know, and and maybe not everybody is super clear as we talk about primings. You know, obviously we've talked about the flavor delivery uh, as you go up the plant, um, but uh, but but Just price. Like I, I knew you were going to make this a topic. Well, once I did this, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's, you know it's coming. Uh, the uh, uh, you know a price goes along with that. So so you know you have higher yields of those lower priming leaves. You, you literally just have more of them. They deliver less flavor, so so they're a little bit less desirable and sought after. So they just yield a, a lower price. So if they weren't marketing um, that as a as a benefit to the to their blend and to their cigar, I, I you, you can't imagine they were spending extra coin on. On doing that, um, where where what we what we've talked about the list that, that you just rattled off, Eric. Obviously, this is something that like they want to market, and so they're willing to spend a little bit more, and so we're getting a little bit more flavor forward versions of these. And I and I love your point about how they how they just naturally go really well together. Where where you talk, you know, um, and one of the big differences, and I don't know if we've really gone in depth on the show, but like at least my personal just like base knowledge of the difference between broadleaf and san andreas um everyone always talks about like the more earthy mushroomy kind of musty characteristic that comes from broadleaf versus the sweeter more chocolatey you, know, you get more espresso in broadleaf you get more chocolate in in uh in the san andreas and, and I, I love that concept because we, we've talked so many times about maybe we haven't talked about it, but we've used the descriptors to differentiate between this strikes me as more of like a baking cocoa versus a milk right. chocolate or a dark chocolate. Like, like just to say chocolate, there's, there's a whole range of different flavor within just the chocolate portion of the spectrum. And, and so I, I, I like that idea of just like, maybe you're taking a, a, a wrapper that brings uh, a, a heavy chocolate note and you're adding some of that, that creaminess that, that kind of maybe brings you more to a milk chocolate, sweet chocolate, like Hershey's kiss kind of, kind of, uh, element. And I, and, and so that brings me back to our beverage pairings that Rob and I both, um, have cocktails in front of us that have, um, a, a coffee note to it. And, um, and, and actually, uh, Payton, uh, has made a couple comments on, on the, on this, uh, show. And I can't agree more that one of my like almost favorite traditions when smoking a cigar is I do love a brulee in the morning with my, with my coffee and, uh, cream. Uh, it's just it's just such a like such a, a perfect obvious uh, combination, and so how do you bring that uh, you know in a in a uh, cocktail? And so obviously Rob um, brought the coffee and cream in his, and so I went with you know kind of a coffee and bourbon in mine. So a little <laughs> l little different angle, but I, I I wanted to have that coffee element um, as that's such a like common pairing for me with with this cigar specifically. So. Um, Jordan, uh, real quick, this is kind of a, a, a non sequitur, but can you put the lower third back up that has our names on it? I'd like, I think that, uh, everyone would agree with me that we should update these, <laughs> these expertise here. Um, and I think, don't make for, me do stuff. I, I don't know if there's enough space for me, you to put more behind my, my expertise. I, I think for, for uh, expertise for Randy, put everything and for me, for me, put nothing. <laughs> and, and I think I think that is much more apt uh, description yes. of uh, of yes. the way that we do things here on Play Ridiculous. Um, Ridiculous. Now I, I'm glad that Randy, you came and, back to the and, cocktails. And, 
Oh, and to your question of can I kick it? Yes, you yes, can. Yes, you can. <laughs> have you seen this? Have I shown you this shirt? No, I can just barely see it. Only over the last few minutes <laughs> oh, that I noticed what it is. Let's, <laughs> let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. I'll show this. For you guys listening on podcasts, you're, oh, you're you missing got, it. Oh, oh yes. I freaking love that. That's amazing. That is incredible. Incredible. Yeah, this was yeah, a, a Robbie's always got shirt. good swag. This was a uh, uh, this this ties together a lot of my. Uh, I think we can. Ag- I think we can all loves. agree that if we were doing the poll on t-shirts, <laughs> oh, Robbie, Robbie, we, we, he wins that time. We, he, he wins that. Um, anyway, this was a gift uh, from my wife for Christmas, so she knows me oh. pretty well. Oh, now I hate um, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to get back to the pairings here real quick, Randy. Yeah. Um, so uh, as you mentioned, we both went coffee-influenced. Uh, uh, I called mm-hmm. dibs on the white Russian early on in the segment, and this looks much more like a white Russian. I just did not have nearly enough cream in my first one. And uh, now that everyone uh, uh, knows that I screwed up my first drink, the second one is friggin' delicious. So white Russian is something unlike Randy, where he's like, this is a drink that I have like every other week on the show. I'm just going to add a new component to it. I decided to go (laughs) with a drink that was completely out of my comfort zone. I hate things with cream in them. Um, But I'll tell you what, this is delicious, man. Uh, it I kind of makes me want to go, I, you know, okay, well, I don't want to go too deep into the story, but, uh, when I was in college, uh, I don't Uh-oh. know if you guys Uh-oh. ever had a, uh, yeah, that's probably, that's probably <laughs> oh, just need to stop there. Uh, have you ever had an oatmeal cookie shot? No. Yes. The drink it's, yes. Yeah. I, I had, it's, I had it's too an many amazing of experience. Yeah. They, they taste just like freaking oatmeal cookies. Yeah. And I had, oh, seven. Uh, eight, nine of them. Who knows? And it did not end well. And from there on out, uh, I just kind of right. avoided, that's not fair. Uh, right, the cream in the drink, but um, it's the I don't, I'm not really down with things that are too viscous um, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, my cocktails. But uh, the this white Russian really is delicious. It kind of makes me want to give um, the Big Lebowski another shot. I'm just mm, not a dude. fan of the film. Um, what you're not, you're not a fan of the yeah. film? I don't even know if I've that's, ever made it all the way through. That, like, what I'm you like your it's opinion, one the, dude. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> no, I, I, I know, and, and I, I, I almost hate to admit it. I could, if anyone's voted, if the if the polls are already up, my poll just went way yeah, down. I'm sure. Just yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just yeah. lost the show for myself, but that's okay. Don't mess uh, with just, the Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping. Well, it, would... I'm just keeping it real with the audience. Uh, if that was a, a quote from the show, I don't from the movie. I don't even know it. Uh, I do know that the dude abides and all that, but. Um, I don't know. I just never really got into it. We used to uh, anyway, do uh, uh, dojo movie nights, and we'd all watch the same movie at the same time. That was like the one that kicked it off. Robbie, right? Robbie did one. He did. I hosted, uh, a, I hosted a couple yeah, of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. 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 did I you do e- the Evil Dead? E- evil Dead, dead. And, I, and I forgot uh, how ex- how like explicit the the tree rape scene was. A lot of rape uh, going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just kind of <laughs> awkward because you're kind of. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we could. I gotta I ask mean, you after the show what you think of the new one. I'm. I haven't but, watched uh, it yet. Oh, okay. okay. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, the new uh, Evil Dead is what uh, uh, Jordan is referring to. However, um, yes. do we want to go? Let's just go into it, and I'll yeah. just uh, I'll, I'll stump yeah. for mine. Randy, you stump for yours. Um, so this is a, it's really exactly what I wanted, even though I didn't want this drink. I wanted uh, something coffee, and I wanted cream because when we're talking about the the brulee, Randy, just like you said. Uh, sorry, Peyton. I, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself. It's kind of a. I mean, welcome to my world, I guess. 
Uh, it's just kind of a daily thing. I wake up and I'm disappointed. Um, but uh, it's, it's not really true. Um, yeah, it is. But I, yeah, I guess I just I need to give the movie another shot. There, there's a lot of movies that I like that nobody else likes. So maybe I'm just a weird person. But uh, anyway, uh, where was I? Talking about the pairing. Yeah. Um, coffee, cream, just makes a ton of sense with the cigar. I really don't need to go too deep into it. It's a very enthusiastic thumbs up. Uh, and I'm actually a fan of this drink now. And I will be um, yeah. probably making another one, maybe two more uh, after the show. Uh, I can't have, I can't have too right. many of them, though, because I, I don't want the same experience that I had in college and then I won't like them anymore. So uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. just a couple of them. Yeah. Um, how many times can I talk about puke, Randy, and still win? We'll see. <laughs> Randy, thumbs up for me. I, how many? Uh, what's tell us about yours? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm super excited about this. Even though uh, Robbie tries to tear me down in his efforts to build himself up, uh, I, I feel like this is a, a very was, different I was cocktail. Really just than, pointing than, out something very obvious, but then uh, <laughs> then a standard old fashioned. You know, the coffee liqueur adds, adds a whole another element to it. Um, and and I, it, it's exactly what I was trying to do as well. You know, I wanted to see. You know, when I make the point that I believe that at its core and its DNA, this is a Connecticut cigar first, and the 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 the, the Maduro binder is adding this uh, other great additional flavor that like just really melts together. And so I wanted the the co- the the cocktail to um, just kind of extend that. And 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 I was I was I'll be honest, very curious if the creaminess of the cigar would be able to um, not not only uh, hold its own against the 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 binder which we already knew going into this but right. would it continue to hold its own if i continue to add more depth more richness from the bourbon the coffee liqueur and it absolutely has it's given me that um it, where, where coffee and the same way i like my coffee i want it to be coffee flavored first with some creaminess to it and and i've absolutely been able to uh execute that with this pairing this is definitely something that regardless of how you you vote here tonight i, I think we, we've both uh introduced great cocktails to go with this cigar is um and and we've talked a lot uh, over time where i think we all agree on the show that um it's it's kind of we poo-poo the idea that like you smoke uh connecticut's in the morning and maduro's at night (laughs) like most of us i feel like usually end a long day with a connecticut it's a really nice like reprieve of a day of smoking um and and this is a great cocktail if you want to introduce a a connecticut in the evening um going with the coffee old-fashioned um worked out really really well for me to like kind of relive that morning experience with a nighttime vibe to it so it's a it's a big thumbs up for me are wow, bitters. Thumbs Randy, up are there any both? <clears throat> are there any bitters? Bitters in that at all? Orange bitters. Yeah. Drink. Orange mm-hmm. bitters. Okay. I, I I was this close to grabbing the bottle of Aztec chocolate bitters just to, just to throw just a touch more chocolate in it. But you always give me so much crap about not following recipes. Uh, so I was like, you, you know what? I'm, I'm well, I don't I don't know the I don't know the recipe of what you're what you're making. So it's you could have. That's what just, I love about this was orange chance. bitters. You, is you can add orange bitters to almost any drink. Like I say, you should add bitters to every drink, but like especially orange bitters, like they're just they're just gonna improve almost any drink. Yeah. Anyways, I agree. before we get to uh, our audience pairings, and then and then we will reveal who won this episode. Let's uh, just real quick go to Matt. Matt, you are smoking the diet sarsaparilla with our old fashioned daiquiri. What do you think of this pairing? Uh, I like it. Uh, the daiquiri is almost just a touch too citrusy sweet for me, so I added a little more rum, and it brought it back down. And 
I think the pairing is working really well with just a little splash of extra rum for me. So you'd go thumbs up. Yes. Uh, Jordan, what do you think? So with the, uh, I don't know why it is, but with, with the Connecticut wrapper, Mexican binder combination, I always get sort of a, a buttermilk kind of a quality to it, um, kind of transitioning from the creaminess of a normal Connecticut uh, and the bitterness of a normal Connecticut into adding some some sour component, um, that sort of fermented kind of tart uh, twanginess that you would get from a buttermilk. Um, and I, I, oh, that's always so irresistible to me, um, which it kind of has this unique uh, flavor hook be- between the drink. Like if you're making buttermilk at home, um, maybe it's like in your pancakes, you can you can use um, lemon in the in the milk to just kind of make a faux uh, buttermilk, and so that with the with the lime kind of kind of plays into how the buttermilk goes in the cigar, adding that little tartness to the to the buttermilk that's working so well with the cigar. It's, it's actually, I mean, it's not like the best pairing ever, but like uh, I'm gonna give this one a thumbs up. Yeah, I I have to I'll say this I have to echo what Jordan and Matt just said. I love the um the, this combination. You get the um sort of the the creaminess and sweetness from that uh, Maduro binder, and then you get a little uh just a tad bitterness from the the wrapper, which is good because when you have bitterness combined with the sweetness, that's what you really want. And so this drink just adds to that. I also agree with Jordan. This isn't the greatest pairing in the world, but it's definitely a thumbs up for me as well. So I'm loving everything that we did. I like, I, I wish we could do a whole episode on this daiquiri because it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a sort fun of like, drink. it's one of those drinks where like the first sip is like too tart. You're like, Whoa. But then yeah. like you take a few sips and I've, once you get a few sips in, it's like, it's just a, such a good drink. I could almost pair, you know, anything with it. Yeah. So I, I probably should have waited a few more sips before I poured the extra rum in. Yes. <laughs> well, maybe. It's all right. It's all right. All right, boys. Should we get to some audience pairings? Yeah, let's check them out. Let's do it. All right. So I, I, first I thought there was going to be nobody, but we got six here. Um, let's take a look. We got uh, Sam P. He's pairing uh, apostate Lea Leahona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, kinetic shade over San Andreas <clears throat> binder with uh, Graham's six grapes ruby port. Whoa, mm. that sounds intense. Mm, uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Right. I wish I wish you could have, would have given a little description on that one. That sounds crazy. Uh, Stephen Moses, the brulee with the yingling black and tan. Oh, a lot mm. of black and tans. Getting the light caramel and coffee notes from both. Some nice nuttiness and coffee on the retrohale. Very nice and light pairing. Two thumbs up. Uh, we got Chad Chad. He's got Diet Sassy with a Mexican mule, which is tequila, lime, and ginger beer. Mm. Uh, they're pairing nicely. Tequila really took the bite out of the ginger beer, making the cocktail very refreshing with the cigar, adding bright flavor of creamy and pepper flavor with lime and tequila. The whole flavors are mixing well together. Awesome pairing. Boom. Okay, nice. Mm. Bill Powers has got uh, the Summer of Tequila. I paired the... Uh, JCN Double Connecticut. J.C. Newman. Oh, the J.C. Newman Double Connecticut with uh, Tequila Sunrise. The orange notes from each are complementing each other nicely. Tequila the cedar sunrise. creaminess and spices of the cigar are enhanced by the smoothness of the tequila and results in a fabulous pairing on the summer solstice. Double thumbs up. Oh, it is the, it is the first day of summer. Right, Longest yeah. day of the year, guys. Um, 
Nathan Stewart has Henry Clay Warhawk with Elmer T. Lee single barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Got mm. some unexpected meatiness from the cigar at first and fruitiness from the bourbon so far. Uh, the zesty aspect of the Connecticut is greatly enhanced after sipping some whiskey. My dad is giving it a thumbs down and I'm giving it a thumbs up. Mm. And then yeah. the last one, Steve Toth went with the organic eucalyptus tea with some honey paired with the diet sassy earthiness of the tea with the sweet flavor of the honey pairs well with the creamy cigar flavor uh creamy cedar flavor of the cigar boom there you go what do you boys. guys think what do you think i know where i'm going randy do you know where you're going well you i'm 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 vacillating between two oh my you, why don't you go first vacillating. that sounds like that sounds like something Sexy. for our only fans page <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i am i'm going with uh, steve toth he's he sticks with the uh, the eucalyptus tea, eucalyptus and tea? I, I think uh, finally you're he found a, a good pairing honey. for it. Yeah, that to me that sounds quite delicious. The with the, mm. adding that uh, the honey in there, and then with the diet sarsaparilla, that sounds that sounds pretty damn good. That's that's my winner, Steve Todd. Am I up next? Yep. yep. <laughs> <sighs> I'll tell you the, the the Elmer T just straight bourbon man. If I if I had just been left to my own devices and didn't have to like jump through flaming hoops of <laughs> fire to to keep uh, Robbie from calling me basic, I, I man, this straight bourbon sounds great with, with, with that cigar. You jump uh, through hoops of fire by putting coffee in an old fashioned, <laughs> dude. That's uh, you're just sitting there like, okay, I made an old fashioned. Oh yeah, I'll add some of this. There we go. That's what new. <laughs> No, it's not basic. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'll be honest. I, I love Chad and Bill. I'm. I don't I'm think you can do tequila with this. I was gonna say I'm struggling mentally to to, to like get tequila's on board gross. with tequila for this. I don't think tequila is gross. I just I do feel like it's them. it's it's a little bit spicier, a, a li- little bit more earthy than I'd want to see with uh, with the creaminess and the sweetness here. I feel like it's a little bit too uh, contrasting. Um, I, I think I'm, uh, if I can just double check with, with you, Jordan, can I see uh, Nathan Stewart's one last time? Uh, I, I believe. Nathan Stewart had the uh, Warhawk with the M.O.T. Lee. Single. Oh, that's right. That's the one I, I want to go for. But, uh, but no, I, I, I think, um, what, oh, shit, what was the next one? God darn it. Now I lost track. Um, <laughs> it was the one right after that, right? That would be. No, are, you, uh, are you thinking Steve. of Stephen Moses? Stephen Moses. That's it. Yep. It was. Brulee. Yingling, yes, yes, because because uh, because uh, full full transparency, I wanted to do the black and tan because I thought it'd be a fun uh, connection here, be, and the guys failed to understand how to actually execute one of those uh, drinks. Yeah, so I was That's gonna true. do one. And the guys were like, "We just did that." And I was like, "Yeah, but you did it wrong." That is true. Uh, so so I I backed off it. So so Stephen Moses is getting my vote. It's gonna have to get settled in in the studio. What do you think, Jordan? What would you have gone with? I was exactly the same as Randy. I was between Stephen Moses and Nathan Stewart, um, and I was gonna, I was going to lean towards Stephen Moses, and you did, right? Yes. So let's. I'm, I'm gonna go with that. I, w- I was leaning between Bill CD and Stephen Moses. Um, oh, there you go. So well, let's just go with Stephen Moses then. So it seems like he has the uh, Stephen Moses. You did it! Well, that was the that was the best that was the best usage of the buttons. Yeah, I, I was multi. Yeah, I, was doing this. I saw I was, that. I saw you almost like double jointed in the elbow for a second. That was the best. I'm getting to know these buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, after, after seven months, 
Uh, congratulations, Stephen <laughs> Moses. Stephen you Moses. are the uh, the yeah. audience pairing winner tonight. So you get bragging rights for an entire week, my friend. Good for you. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, boys. All in all, what do you think of uh, this style of cigar? Is this uh, something that yeah. you are going to seek out in the future? Is this something that, that moves the needle for you or not? Yes, absolutely. I, I feel like I've, it's for a cigar that I gave an 86 to, I've smoked a ton of these things. So <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I, I actually, I should get a t-shirt that just says 86 on it and I'll wear that when I interview Steve. Uh, a Dunbarton uh, Tobacco I, and Trust you know, I, a, a I, t-shirt. I wasn't as I wasn't as low on it as you were at the start, but I'm the same. I have the same traje- trajectory. I was I, like, eh, this is kind of crazy. And then like, I just keep smoking them, keep smoking them. Like, yep, man, you I, won, yeah, you I, won, I, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I, I'll, uh, I'll I'll wear it. But when I wrote that review, we were all kind of on board. Randy yeah. wasn't consulted, but we were all no, kind of no. On board. I, I I flipped I flipped out. I made the point because like like again and just a little bit in the way back machine. I'll just take a second here. Um, R- Robbie called it out as being a sweet tipped cigar, and uh, we we had a discussion. I went to Eric and I try I literally tried to like get Eric to veto the score, and, and I said <laughs> I, I said okay, so so let's just, let's just call it what it is, and let's let's just assume for a minute we all believe it's a sweet tipped cigar. And we all agree that there should be some docking of points as a result. How many points is appropriate? And because to me, it was a 92, and I felt like a six-point docking for lightly sweetening the, the, uh, um, the gum on, on the head of the cigar was, was far o- overkill. Like, I'd have been fine if you'd been like, you know, I might have gone 92 if I didn't believe you sweet-tipped it, so I gave it a 90. But, like, to go to 86, like, I, I, I asked for you to be written up. He won 87. That oh, it's eighty-seven. Been, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think yeah, because I feel like there's a big difference between eighty-six and eighty-seven. Oh yeah, eighty-six like, is it's kind of a turning point. I'm it's not a milestone. Eighty-six yeah. again. I will. Smoke eighty-six an is a B. Eighty-seven is a B plus. That's true. That's a fact. That's a fact. And to, to your point, I, I'm glad we we covered this because you know every one of those cigars that you mentioned on that list, other than the Mac Nudo, which I've never smoked, every other one of those. I, I was a fan of the cigar. I enjoyed it so much that I spoke about it afterwards. I was like, wow, I had this cigar. It, was, it like caught me off guard. It, it surprised me. It was so good. I don't know that I had so clearly defined that I'm a fan of this specific blend uh, technique. Uh, so much so that like now I'm, I'm going to more actively seek out some negotiants. I don't have any of those in my tattoo selection. I, I never, yeah, I get the shakes if I run below like 20, 23 of these things uh, uh, in my humidor at a time. I always have, have brulees on hand. And Oof. once those uh, you know Wagashis come out, you, you know, I, I have five oh. boxes on field. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Amazing. That's amazing. That, that, I, I, I have a piggy bank in my room. That I, like every paycheck, I just put a little bit more well, money. You, like, so for, for, yeah. that, you know, you guys, you guys realize fourteen hundred of those boxes sold. Wow, fourteen hundred. Final it's number. About the best release we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. That's outside amazing. of the national releases, that is the best single release, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. But some reason the brulee, I like it in that like giant double Corona. That thing is. You just like you start a day at work and you just you're not thinking about it too much. It's just a nice, relaxing cigar. Yeah, ah, it's great. All right, should we find out who won this episode, Jordan? Let's find out. All shall right, boys. We go something like. Oh, it's close. Ooh. 
tight one. <laughs> tight. Robbie very, takes very it. tight. After Robbie he threw with shade at, at the big Lebowski, the dude, the dude <laughs> well, does not that, abide, that, apparently, in our audience. What is this? Now Do you I even know that, how hot uh, Tara Reid actually is? Are you kidding me right now? This is Facebook me. was you all about what? Randy, was, term. and YouTube was all about Robbie. Oh, wow. wow interesting. What have I done to our YouTube uh, audience <laughs> to have them so upset with me? I know. For, for those, for those <laughs> of you listening, on goes, podcast, right? the final uh, final score was uh, yours truly, 52%. Uh, uh, basic Randy, 48%. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah, the winner no, gets actually, to do the I, insult. It's funny when when you said when you said what your cocktail was, you're like, oh, I want the coffee old fashioned. I don't know if I was on screen, but I really rolled my eyes. I was like, oh my god, come on, dude! Like, this is <laughs> but when you described the drink, I was like, okay, okay, Bruh. and even Bruh. even kind of. I kind of wonder why you would even call it an old fashioned, because it's. Ooh yeah. You know, it doesn't really. I I mean, what's what's it missing? I mean, it's missing the fruit, I guess, but. Um, I don't know. There's there, too much there going no on. There's no $32 cherry. I mean, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's just to me, that's calling it an old fashioned is a bit misleading. You call it something else, then, I mean, you know, um, I don't know. I think, like, a, when you don't, like, know. know what to call a drink, if it has bourbon in it and it's a cocktail, it's old fashioned. Yeah. Good, but it does sound good. And somebody in the in the comments said, uh, and I can't remember who it was. Oh, it's Joshua Rivas. Is anything with a creamy note uh, works well? I imagine uh, that a white Russian would go well too. Um, that's uh, yeah. I mean, any, any kind of cigar that's going to have a creamy note, um, oh, this white Russian is really just going to enhance that. But uh, thank you for the, to the audience for uh, coming back to your senses after. Uh, was it last week that I just got totally destroyed, or two weeks ago, or I don't know? Must have been two weeks so, ago. Yeah, two, two weeks ago. Well, I'm still yeah. re- I'm still recovering from that one. It was it was rough, um, but uh, no, this was this was good. But uh, Randy, it's you know both the we went kind of in the same direction. I feel like we got similar outcomes. Um, and whether you want something creamy, you go with the white Russian. You want something uh, not creamy and basic, you go with what Randy drank. So it's um, you know you've got <laughs> sorry. Just, see, this, this is what you. This, this is what shots. you do to jo- this is what you do to Jordan when we're in Vegas. <laughs> Touche. Touche. Get, get those zingers in, boys. What's going on zingers. on Smoke Night Live this Friday? All right, uh, Friday night. That's two nights from tonight. Uh, we will have Omar De Frias on the show for, from Fratello. We're going to be talking about that's. Hey, it's only two days away. Uh, the Afterburner comes out at noon Eastern. Um, this. Friday at Atlantic Cigars, and so uh, make sure to get your order in. I I'll, a little secret: use uh, coupon code Dojo Ten if you want to save a little bit of money on it. Um, that's just a little insider trading information. There's only 300 boxes. It's a very special collector box, which um, features some of my father's um, illustrations from when he used to work uh, doing this kind of stuff for NASA back in the day when they were. First designing, you know, the space shuttle and other lunar landers and other spaceships. So the the box is a collector box, but the cigar itself is fantastic. You guys are going to love it. You got to jump on it quick, though, because I think these are going to sell out fast, boys. Um, And then Omar will be on the show Friday night to talk about it. The week after that, uh, that's two weeks from Friday or a week from Friday, I guess I should say. um, Eric Bay from Black Star Line Cigars will be here in studio. We'll be nice. hanging out with Eric in studio. He's going to make a special trip to Colorado just to be on the show. So that's going to be a ton of fun. That's what's happening on Smoke Night Live. 
beautiful. A couple that, that's awesome. I saw your post about about your dad. I had no idea that he did that. I don't think we've ever talked about that. Um, that he was that Isn't he that cool? did those illustrations. Here, look, check that's this out. Super look, cool. Look at him go. That's that's where they'd come to him and they'd say, "Hey, uh, we have this idea for this weird spaceship. Can you draw it? <laughs> just draw it, Dude, yeah. Eric. You wear that shirt, don't you?" He was, yeah, I do. I actually have a very similar shirt. He was a, an amazing artist. I mean, absolutely amazing artist. And uh, it's cool that we still have a binder this thick filled with um, those illustrations from uh, the, his NASA days. So uh, it's cool that we That's were able awesome. to sort of share that with the world. And I uh, hope you guys grab a box. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Randy, what do we have? Awesome. Uh, we're wrapping up this segment next uh, yes. Wednesday, correct? So, so this one's a... a Fairly tricky one. We are doing for the final episode of Cigar Trends. We are doing Uncommon Origins. Uh, I say it's tricky because we there's very common um, varied origins. You know, we've talked we've talked on on our show before about how uh, Ecuador is so commonly known to produce uh, at this point more Connecticut uh, shade tobacco than the state of Connecticut does um so so there's some that we just know we always know that that some things are grown in other places but then recently we've seen more efforts and experiments of taking uh a a tobacco and growing it in a new region that is not so common so think nicaraguan broadleaf think honduran cameroon uh, Jordan, you got any more than that? Those are the two I Honduran, have written down. Honduran Broadleaf, Honduran Connecticut, and Nicaraguan variants of those same things. Those are those seem to be the primary three. Is like, uh, right. well, Cameroon's mostly being done by the Roas in, in Honduras, but there's a lot right. of like Nicaraguan Broadleaf, Nicaraguan Connecticut, Honduran Broadleaf, Honduran Connecticut. That seems to be like the new trend. Right. I mean, obviously, everyone we wants to see do... what, what the what the origin flavor variants would be on really well known common tobaccos that are typically known just to be from one origin. Uh, yeah, and obviously, we wouldn't do Ecuadorian Connecticut because you just use right. that as an example. But what right. about Ecuadorian Sumatra? Sure. I feel like Ecuadorian anything is becoming becoming more and more common these days. But uh, but obviously, that's way less common than Ecuadorian Connecticut for sure. But the, I mean, uh, the, the our, our afterburner cigar for Sumatra. Fratello is uh, Ecuadorian Corojo. So, um, oh, is that right? There you go. This is an example. Sort will, of will we have any of those in hand by next Wednesday? Probably not. No. Even the mm. original um, Camacho Factory Unleashed is Ecuadorian Corojo. Right. Kind of yeah. different. Done. Right? I call it. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be. I personally going to be smoking the Casa Favelli uh, Broadleaf uh, Nicaraguan Broadleaf. Uh, mm. Which was the first, uh, the first uh, th- that I was ever made aware that uh, broadleaf had been taken to a different origin for uh, our growing region from the now defunct uh, Mombacho cigars. <laughs> Oof. Two episodes in a row. You brought that up. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So that was that was the I I helped launch that cigar. <clears throat> that was the yeah, last, that's right. That was the last, last thing that before, you launched there. That's right. Just before, just that's before right. I left. Jordan, does the uh, uh, the Alec Bradley double uh, broadleaf? Isn't that uh, yeah, Honduran? That's, that's a good one to pick. That's a Honduran broadleaf. So there you go. That's an example that you guys could pick if, so if you're you listening fun to stuff. the show. Fun stuff. Uncommon fun stuff for origins. next week. Uncommon yes. origins. I like that. Uh, that's uh, next Wednesday. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. This week was a lot of fun. Um, maybe I'll go watch the Big Lebowski and come back next week and yes. tell you guys. Yes. That, 
I was right, it sucks, it. or maybe I was wrong. I don't know. We'll see. Or maybe Keep I just won't watch mind. it and, and lie to everybody. But Eat uh, some mushrooms one way or another. and you'll love we'll, it. Yeah. Just oh, even better. Um, uh, moderation. Uh, we do not condone uh, <laughs> drug use here on uh, Cigar Dojo. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Everybody have a great um, week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues.